ready to rise above loud, angry headlines, longing for an alternative to the world's fighting and fear-mongering? Christianity Today magazine offers a trustworthy, faithful perspective on stories that matter to you, from the church next door to movements and ministries all around the world. Subscribe to CT for full access to in-depth reporting, insightful commentary, and redemptive storytelling, both online and in print. A subscription to CT also includes seasonal devotionals, special issues, and exclusive content. Visit orderct.com today or click the link in the show notes to get started and join a growing community of thoughtful evangelical Christians who value different news that makes a difference. That's orderct.com to subscribe today. This episode is brought to you in part by Zondervan, publisher of The Perilous Fight. Overcoming Our Culture's War on the American Family, written and narrated by retired neurosurgeon and politician Dr. Ben Carson. Available now everywhere you get audiobooks. Hello, this is Russell Moore, and you're listening to Signposts. I had someone ask me uh, the other day about a call to ministry and and how he would know whether or not he's being called into ministry. Now, I mean, of course, in one sense, every Christian is called into ministry, meaning the service of the rest of the church. Ephesians 4, everyone is equipped with gifts of the Spirit. But the question of fundamentally, have I been called to be in the teaching office pastor or a minister in some way within Christ's church? How do you know? That's a, that's a good and important question, and so I thought we'd spend some time talking about that today. I, I can't help but think about this autobiographically to some degree, because this was one of the major sources of teenage angst <laughs> that I had, was grappling with that question of whether or not I was called uh, to ministry. I experienced at a really early age, about 12, what I believed to be God's calling to ministry, and I had a pastor who was willing to equip that, had me preach at a, uh, a youth night um, there at our church and so forth. But as time went on, it was really difficult for me to see myself in ministry because a lot of the role models that I had in ministry were just so different from me that I couldn't see myself doing what they do. And so it it was it was a, it was a really a time of crisis. I can go back and look at old journals that I have as a, as a teenager, and one of the major things is, am I really going to want to do this? Am I going to be able to do this? Is God really calling me to this, or am I just confusing being a godly Christian uh, with being in ministry? How do I know? And so here here's some things that that I think I've learned over the years about the call to ministry. The first is that the call to ministry is rooted in a desire to be in ministry. So one of the first questions I would ask is, do you want to be in vocational ministry? When the Apostle Paul uh, talks about this to Timothy in, uh, in 1 Timothy 3, he says, if a man aspires to 
the office of overseer. He aspires to a good thing. There ought to be a sense of aspiration. I, I really want to. I could find a joy in doing this. That doesn't mean that you're not scared. I think that most people that I know who've been called into ministry have been terrified at the prospect of ministry. And if they weren't, uh, it's just because they didn't know what was really entailed in the task of ministry. I remember being 14, 15, 16 years old, and one of the big obstacles that I had to ministry, uh, and actually later than that, come to think of it, on on into my early 20s, the understanding that I, I wouldn't be able to speak in public that I was scared about uh, preaching and speaking in front of people. It seemed like a scary thing to me. Now, I mean, obviously, I'm preaching and speaking all over the place all the time, and I don't even I don't even really think about that aspect of it. But it was a scary thing. I mean, I, I took a lot of refuge in Moses coming before God and saying, "I don't I'm, I don't know how to talk in front of uh, Pharaoh and, and so forth." So I think that a, a sense of Fear is natural and normal, but is there a sense of aspiration? And the other thing that I would say is this typically is going to be something that is going to be persistent over time, that internal sort of pull where you can, uh, for instance, if you find yourself sort of daydreaming about uh, the task of ministry, about preaching or leading or, or being involved in ministry, and that persists over a long period of time. So it's not just that you you hear a, a sermon that is being preached and you, you kind of resonate with it and you think, I, I, I would love to do that. Or you're at a missions conference and you have someone standing up and talking about the need in uh, the unevangelized world and you think, somebody ought to do something about that and I want to. And it's just a momentary thing. I'm talking about something that is sort of persistent over time. And that is not enough. It's not just the aspiration. But there needs to be gifting for the task of ministry, which is why the call to ministry in the pastoral epistles is not so much about the individual figuring out whether or not he is called to ministry. It's more about making sure that that person is affirmed in those giftings by the church. And so Paul is For instance, in 1 Timothy 3, when he's giving the qualifications, he's giving qualifications to the church as to how to evaluate whether or not someone meets the the qualifications of pastor or elder or deacon. And so the church has to be recognizing and seeing and affirming those gifts within the person. So what I would say is if you feel as though you're being called to ministry, What you want to do is to start finding people who are in places of authority within the church and saying, this is what I seem to be experiencing. Do you see this? And uh, sometimes it's going to be something that's not immediately obvious. Sometimes it's going to be people who are in leadership in your church who are going to say, well, let's, let's watch and let's see. Sometimes you're going to find that when you go and talk to someone about it, They've been waiting for that conversation. I mean, I remember when I went and talked to my youth pastor and said, I think God's calling me to ministry. It took a lot of, I had to, <laughs> I had to work for weeks to build up the courage to go and talk to him and to say this because I was really afraid that he was going to kind of almost laugh at me. And his response was to say, yeah, I've been waiting for us to have this conversation for a long time. 
you may experience that as well. And you're going to want the church to evaluate, is this someone who has the gifts to be able to serve in ministry? Now, that doesn't mean that you have the gifts to the same degree that you always will. I can think of almost no one, um, literally almost no one, who starts out in ministry who is a good preacher. And there are all sorts of people who start out in ministry and just don't have leadership skills and don't know how to counsel people or don't know how to do all the mechanics of of ministry. What I'm talking about is the raw sense of gifting that is there where you have wise people in your life who are able to say, we can see that God has given you this, um, to use the metaphor that Paul uses with Timothy, this spark of a flame of a gift, and we're, we're going to be able as the church to fan that into something that then is going to be able to serve Christ's kingdom and Christ's church. And so do people see those gifts within you, and is the church then willing to um, invest themselves in you in that process? I mean, one of the things in, uh, in my denomination, particularly in Baptist life, that used to be far more present than it is now— um, and, and we've kind of lost it, and there are other equivalents in other branches of Christianity, is the license to ministry. This wasn't ordination. It wasn't setting someone apart uh, for ministry in any permanent sense, but it's a license that says we as the church are recognizing that we think there are gifts for ministry in this person, and so we are going to watch that. We're going to give him some opportunities and watch those things as they play out in his life. We, we see that he meets the moral qualifications of uh, 1 Timothy 3 and other places. We see that there's some gifting that is present there, and we're going to give him some supervised opportunities to demonstrate and to see those things. And in some of those instances, what the church will decide is, uh, you know, God has called you to do all sorts of things. We know that because God has called everybody within the church to do it, but we don't see necessarily a gifting for vocational ministry in your life. And other times it's going to be, well, we know that God has called you. We, we do have a good indication of that, but we don't know in what way. And so we're going to give you opportunities to serve in order to see that and to know that. One of the things I would counsel you strongly about if you're called to ministry is to not assume that that means that you've got a clear sense of what that ministry is. I know a lot of guys who are coming forward and saying, God's called me to ministry, and they assume that everybody else knows specifically, God's called me to be a church planner, or God's called me to be a pastor in a revitalizing sort of ministry, or God's called me to be whatever, fill in the blank, missionary to a particular group of people. Sometimes you have that. I mean, sometimes there are people who have had a burden all of their lives for a specific people group, and they know, I think God's calling me to be a missionary or church planner to that people group, but that's rare. I think most people have a sense, God's called me to ministry, I don't exactly know what that's going to look like yet. And part of what you need are people within the church saying, here's where your gifts specifically are, and here's where your, your desires are directed and, and oriented in ministry, and here's how we ought to use that and, and move forward. And then some of it is just providential trial and error. You do things and you realize, I'm not good at that. That's just not where my gift set is. 
And so, I mean, I know I would be a terrible church planner. I admire people who have gifts when it comes to church planting. I can see that going on in their lives. And sometimes I'll think, I really wish I could do that. But I don't think God's gifted me to do that. I would be a disaster at doing that. And there are other things that I'd do that maybe some of you, if you were to do them, you would, you would hate it and you wouldn't be good at it. Well, that just takes trial and error and figuring those things out as you're serving in Christ church. And so I would just say, if you feel like God's calling you to ministry, go and talk to some key trusted leaders and say, pray with me through this and watch me in this. And let's see whether or not God is in fact calling you to ministry. This is Russell Moore, and you're listening to Signposts. This episode was brought to you in part by The Truce Podcast. The new season examines the connection between some evangelicals and the Republican Party with the help of world-class historians. Subscribe to Truce in your podcast app or listen at trucepodcast.com.